three, two, one. Ignition and liftoff of Ares 1X. Welcome to Undergroundopolis, everybody. Well, usually I start with a few local announcements, but I don't think I'm going to tonight because basically, basically because I didn't write any down. <laughs> Uh, oh well tonight we're going to be talking about moronic records first compilation album where it's available what all what it's about everything like that and my guest is swam from the karens from damn i'll have i'll I'll have them tell you uh because i'm not sure if it's east tennessee or for where or if it's pennsylvania We're just gonna go ahead and get started. Bring him right on. Uh, well, hi. Um, so I'm in the Karens. That's just kind of like my brainchild. But I also have a band called Crocodile, which is my black metal thing. Um, wow. and then my uh label is uh called Moronic Records, which I um, love. I love um, that name. <laughs> uh, thanks. Uh, there were. <laughs> There was like um, dumb records or something, or stupid or something. That's already taken. But I like I'm not just stupid or dumb. I'm moronic. So, um, anyway, as far as like where I'm from, uh, the Karens until very recently have been in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, and um, yeah, I I just recently moved up to Pennsylvania. So the label. Um, and those two bands, I have also have a project called the Fix Me's that I really want to get going. But like anything that like has a recording on is the Karens. I have some demos with Crocodile, and then you know the compilation album with um, Moronic Records. Uh, Put the ticker up because I know, I know we've we've agreed to have Q and A questions. So here we go. This, I will see your. He won't be able to see your comments, but I will. So we'll just start with. We'll start with the easy questions. If there were, if there was somebody that you saw on stage or on t- even on TV or whatever, and you said, you know what, I want to do that. Who would who would that influence be? And the answer can be more than one. Oh, um. So, uh, uh I went and saw Black Flag with Line Cutters during their tour. And, um, that was pretty much the game changer, honestly. So, uh, I mean, I might be considered a poser or something for getting into punk kind of later, later in life. Um, I liked punk and stuff, but I wasn't like an enthusiast until I 
saw Black Flag in Line Cutter's life. Which, by the way, Line Cutter's way better alive than Black Flag were. Uh, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I saw, a, like, I was standing pretty much, like, as far away from how I am to the PC right now to Greg Ginn. And um, it was just a... I wanted to fucking do that, so I um, I played guitar already, but I was like, well, now I'm gonna learn, I guess, all of Nervous Breakdowns, the Nervous Breakdown EP. Okay, man, I've not seen Black Flag. <laughs> I'd love to see Black Flag. Uh, they were okay. They were okay. Uh, they're <laughs> they're a bit past their prime. Um, even whenever they had Ron Reyes and and their like newer reunion lineup um they were a bit past their prime there too but now they have mike villely um he's just he's okay but he's not the other four vocalists so certainly not ron certainly not des certainly not keith or henry yeah i kind of thought black flag with henry rollins so <laughs> <laughs> well, I like I like, uh, I like yeah, Henry Rollins. I like him, but it's like I I love SOA, um, and I love Black Flag, but um, I think Damaged is their best album with Rollins, and then My War has one song on it that I like. Slip It In has Slip It In and Black Coffee, and that's the only shit I like from that album. Then Loose Nut. Uh, I don't like that album at all. I really love Live in 84. Um, and that's about it as far as Henry Rollins. I like the first four years way more than like any of the Rollins Black Flag, Rollins era of Black Flag. And then I love SOA and Circle Jerks and stuff. As, as Circle Jerks are way better than Black Flag in my opinion. <laughs> well, if how did how did you come up with the with the idea of the Karens? Uh, well, uh, it was pretty much like right around, like right after I saw Black Flag live. Um, I was like, well, one, I want to do it, and two, I saw a lot of messaging and a lot of hardcore punk bands as like, um, it was like self parody. Like, a lot of hardcore punk bands are like, yeah, we're going to change the world with our message. But do they ever is the, the big question that the answer is always no. Mm. So since they were going to be self-parody, I was just going to make a comedy punk band. Um, like, take the, like, um, I don't know, like the fast-paced music and stuff of hardcore punk but then just add a silly message, which also, you know, Dick, Dick and News have done and Circle Jerks have done, so I'm not, like, the first. It's not, like, a completely unique thing to be, like, humorous with punk. And Descendants did it, too. But, um, yeah, the general concept, like, um, just Karen scream, ice cream. We all scream for ice cream, I guess. <laughs> that, that was probably where everybody started using the term Karen for... For a fussy no. woman, it wasn't. No, no, no. It's uh, it, <laughs> no. It was pretty much at the same time. Like the Karen memes just started getting like really big, and I was like, "Well, um, there was there was a band in Knoxville called the Joes. There's also a band called the Jasons, 
So I was like, well, why not make the Karens? You know, <laughs> that's a great name too. That's a good, genius. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, do you have a particular creative process you use, or you just let a song uh, tap you on the shoulder and write it right then? Well, most of the time it has to be done like all at once. It like I can't, um, I can't like write lyrics and then write the guitar or anything. I have to like write the guitar and the lyrics at the exact same time. And then, as far as like recording and like getting the band members involved and stuff, I would just play the songs and then they jam along, and then that's how the songs came. So there was no like. Kind of recently, there was like a, oh, well, these songs need to be longer thing, but like, I don't agree with that. So ultimately, I'm not doing that with the upcoming record. Um, but um, I think I've written my best stuff in psych words. <laughs> a song <laughs> called Fix the Ice Cream Machine was, I was in some manic episode in a psych ward, and I wrote that. <laughs> so I didn't mean to lie. <laughs> Uh, that is a, that's probably the most unique answer I've gotten out of that question too. That, by the way, that's a, that's a, that was very good. Well, what what's your favorite show you've ever played? Um, well, we've only done four. Um, with Karens in general, unless you want to like. I mean, we did some like jamming with uh, in James' basement um, with a band called Blood Butcher and another band called Ransacked and another band. It was just kind of like four bands had practiced there. Um, and those are some of my fondest memories with Karen so far. But as far as like a paid gig, um, it would have to be the show in. Um, uh, in Charleston, West Virginia with Boldly Go and Doc Rotten. Also, I saw in your intro, there was the flyer for the Hideaway show. That show I dropped the Karens from. Just oh. in, in case anyone was like curious about future shows with Karens, there are none for right now. <laughs> uh, Doc Rotten were really, really, really good. And Boldly Go, um, their drummer is insane. He's like really, really, really talented. And then Doc Rodden were, I mean, they're just kind of like a bigger touring band. So um, the fact that we were on that show as our first show um, and we got to play with like this bigger touring band. And James at, at the time, like whenever we booked that show, he was like, whoa, we're playing a show with Doc Rodden. And I have like four of their CDs. Which, like, Doc Rodden aren't, like, a big band or anything, but James already had, like, a lot of their CDs and stuff and was a fan, so that was a lot of fun. Um, that's probably the best one. Well, here's the counter question. What's your least favorite show? <laughs> well, out of, out of the four, so our next show was um, the show with uh, Ghoulgasm and Idol Zero, and it was a fantastic experience and everything, but, um, you know, it was a house show. So they didn't really have, like, their PA system, like, set up, really. Um, it was, like, a non-venue show. So I don't think that – I shouldn't judge that as harshly, but it was um, it was still fun. All of the shows I have great memories from. <laughs> <laughs> 
But that was probably where the Karens performed our weakest. I love that question. That's one of that's up there in the top three, probably. That question there. Do you prefer the studio or the stage? Um. Well, we've been in the studio. Uh, I think three times. Um, various attempts. The only professional one was with um Sizemore. Um, that experience was fantastic. Honestly. Um. The stage has a lot of initial anxiety, and then once you break through that, then it's like a cocaine rush to me. So I would have to say the stage. <laughs> What's your favorite song to play live? Um, we have a song called Piss in the Sink, which will be <laughs> on the upcoming record. Um, it's probably like, um, I don't know, the most chaotic um, song. It's definitely has the silliest messaging, but I think um, I don't know. Red wine and boohoo hoo, like I don't like. But really? People, yeah. People like you asked me. Great. To, you put it in the <laughs> you put it in the intro, and someone made a skate edit. My friend Dustin, um, he he made a uh, skate edit with it. So like, whenever I make a song that I don't think is good, it turns out like people really fuck with it. So. Um, <laughs> Hmm. Totally. I would, yeah, but Red, White, and Boohoo Hoo is my least favorite song to perform. <laughs> I think it's a great song. I get, I get what you're saying, though. I do. Like off my first EP, "Lazy for You" is the one I thought was the throwaway. That's the one I got the most comment. I get the most comments about. Oh, right. so oh, I like that "Lazy for You" song. I was like, you do? <laughs> well, a, a lot of a lot of people. Um, misinterpret my lyrics it's like a satirical punk band like i'm um, being ironic i don't love trump uh i don't love our boys in blue um i don't um i'm not a republican um so whenever i say sorry liberal i only care about the facts and don't vaccinate me and don't vaccinate me in general people think that i'm being like serious whenever i sing that song so it's kind of like I have to give like a message before all of that because they're like they Republicans like my songs because they're like what they actually think. And uh, anyone on the left could like my songs if they like pick up that I'm making fun of Republicans. Well, if you could open a show for anybody, who would that be? Open a show for anybody, anybody. Um, well, um, uh, probably like MDC or Circle Jerks or something, but like those are those are big bands. Um, as far as like who I like, any of my friends I would really like to do a show with. Um, first and foremost, anyone that's on the like comp album with um, or on their records is like people that I would love to do shows with. There's a band on there um, from the UK called Underking, and I thought their song was like the best. The best yeah, one on that entire that is a thing. great, great song. Yeah, it is. that was that was really good. And they're in the UK, so if I opened for them in the UK, that would be like the most beneficial <laughs> to the Karens out of like anyone that like I've bumped heads with. So you haven't met them in person? 
No, but uh, as far as people like I've met in person and stuff, I'd love to do another show with Ghoulgasm and Idol Zero again. Would love to do um a show. I'll I just want to do shows, honestly. <laughs> Got everything together, then the world went to hell. <laughs> Uh, no, the world went to hell, and then I got everything together. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that how it is? Yeah, no, the Karens were formed, um, there was a show with, um, it was the last year's Halloween show at, at the Brickyard Bar and Grill in Knoxville. It was, um, Sympathy for Puppets, Atomic Moon, and Crooked Joe, and I went to that show um and was um impressed by james so after that like i think like um maybe half a month later him and um seth crawford from ransacked who's now on blood butcher um we um made our first demo and then we sent that to um coffin curse and we made um a split single and then the ep so it was it was all like um after, like during COVID, that I started like started Karen's. Huh. Well, hold on, lost my place. <laughs> Someone said eight six five in the house. <laughs> yeah. I I personally don't claim eight six five. I claim nine one zero, which oh. is uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, which is where I'm originally from. If he could work with any producer, who would that be? That's uh, a tough one. We're getting into some of the tougher questions. Um, I don't know. I'd probably like um, if like, I think we're just going to like a studio for the next um, Karen's thing. Um, it's some some like random West Virginia studio that we're going to for that. Um, so I don't have um, I don't have like a producer wish list or anything. I can't. I kind of think they're all like overpaid. Really? Yeah, most of them. <laughs> Rolling Stones, if there's ever any <laughs> underappreciated and underpaid <laughs> engineers and producers. No, I mean, uh, and Black Flag's producer, Spot, is, was really good. Um, there are really good producers, but I think, like, a lot of the... A lot of good stuff can be made on, like, a $100 an hour budget at a studio yeah. or something really yeah. i mean oh yeah absolutely so we'll get into a uh oh oh, 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 oh. <laughs> have you ever bought a cd cassette record whatever with your own money listen to it and immediately threw it away uh no i don't throw away music um but i pretty much whenever i buy physical copies of shit it's from local bands that I'm trying to support, and they're from people that I've seen live or maybe have met, so I want to support their art and stuff. That's why I buy physical copies. I don't buy physical copies from, like, Rage Against the Machine or, like, Metallica or anything. Um, every time I see, like, a, my Rage Against the Machine CD, um, I get kind of, like, pissed off because I'm like, oh, well, this doesn't fucking fit with my underground shit at all. It's major label trash. <laughs> It's okay, like if it's good. Oh, but there are <laughs> there are things that I've bought that are trash for sure. Um, I just 
I can't really name anything specifically because <laughs> they're so forgettable. But if I pull, whenever I go back to Knoxville and get my um, record collection and stuff, like uh, there's some real trash in there too. Because it's, I mean, it's all local bands, so you're allowed to be trash, and I appreciate trash. But yeah, a lot of my collection is just dog shit. Oh. <laughs> but I wouldn't ever throw it away. Like I appreciate it. I paid good money for that. So what? What brought on the idea of Mor Moronic Records? And then, the, of course, the first comp. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Well, um, I've been on two labels now. And uh, I, I think I consider both those labels to be kind of fucky-wucky. Um, so I just was like, well, I don't really want to deal with some other cunts label. I want to be the cunt with a label. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but no, so Moronic Records is inspired by uh, Discord Records. And I read a lot of interviews um, that Ian's, Ian's done about um, how, like, I don't know, he kind of like doesn't, can, like, he doesn't treat Discord as, like, a business, because, like, if he loses money on records and stuff, he's, like, not really that concerned about it. Um, he did, initially, anyway, he um, did all of, like, the jackets and stuff um, by hand. It was super DIY, and mm -hmm. he only does bands within the Washington, D.C. scene. So I thought that was cool. However, Moronic Records doesn't just do like Pennsylvania, which would be cool. I'd love to do a Pennsylvania like hardcore only release, but um, yeah, mostly my inspirations are like Discord and some of SST. SST has like probably some of the best records of all time, like um, Husker Du and um, fucking Black Flag and Sonic Youth and Bad Brains. Um, uh, but I, I just wanted to like put out, I have to have a label for me. So, um, and then, you know, if, if I have money to put out other people's music, then I just will. It's all about the art. Um, any proceeds just go to like making more of the vinyl, but as far as like sales and stuff, I give literally zero fucks about how much I make from it. It's just, there is no money to be made in the underground space anymore, whether that's um, uh, any real kind of metal and certainly punk. Um, there's just no money to be made. And a lot of, um, a lot of people I've talked to who have been like my, um, like, I don't know, like my scene older brothers or something they're like yeah i won't play a show unless i get a guarantee of two hundred dollars and i won't sell my records for under fifteen dollars and i'm like well i'm not paying twenty dollars to get into a show and i'm not paying 15 for a seven inch you're fucking crazy if you think i am and it's just like I'm also on disability, so I don't need to do any of that. So my just like entire ethos is just different. And oh, well, we already talked about the under under king song. What 
like my my that's probably that is probably my favorite song one one that's definitely right up there that and god the who me bald punks i love that <laughs> i've yeah, played the bald punks i have played really the cool. hell out of that song a lot yeah the stranger things i like it i like that song a lot it, it, but I, the whole record's good man it's it's really good except for my song <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except for my song too. No, your song's that's a good song, man. <laughs> don't don't cut yourself short. <laughs> that's a that's a great song. Where can we find a record? Let's go ahead and make it. Oh, um, it, it's just on moronicrecords.bandcamp.com. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna be doing a Spotify thing. I just really, really hate Spotify. Um, I think they're really anti-artist, really anti-consumer, and uh, they're just like, um, there's absolutely no money to be made from Spotify. I think within all of my streams and stuff, I've made like maybe 20 cents from Spotify. Um, and, you know, but with Bandcamp and stuff, like they'll, of course, they do take a chunk out of like your your um sales and stuff but like it's a really really good way to get sales and stuff so i don't know if i can keep um if i can keep moronic records just on just on bandcamp then i will be doing that but it's on moronicrecords.bandcamp.com do you about uploading it to youtube or anything or uh i might rip it and put it on youtube but yeah um that's a big maybe because yeah, some of those songs are probably copyrighted too. At least you know, I'm, I'm sure some of them are. <laughs> I know one uh, is. <laughs> well, the Karen stuff is, and um, so I don't know. I mean, in my, I don't know. I mean, that's like 34 minutes of me ripping audio and stuff. So I don't know if I would really want to do that. I'm just like um, making records. I don't really give a fuck about like YouTube and I hate Google and I hate fucking Spotify. So <laughs> what about Amazon? Oh, I hate them too. Yeah. <laughs> Deezer. Deezer. <laughs> you like Deezer? I don't fucking know what it is. So <laughs> um. I don't know. I like with the CD baby and stuff, like we've uploaded your music to Deezer, and I'm like, what the hell is Deezer? <laughs> yeah, I normally go through DistroKid, so um, it so just gives me a big. It, it probably just it, it gives me just this big list, and I don't really pay attention to it. I see YouTube and Spotify on there, and I'm like, okay, I guess that's. I mean, that's all people really seem to be listening to. I guess there's iTunes and Amazon Music and stuff, but I don't really give a fuck. Amazon Music app sucks. God, I, I tried their, I did their free trial. Yeah, I got four months for free, and I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and use this for free months. But man, I hate this music app. <laughs> got anything you want to add before we wrap this up? Um. Well. Uh. So. Plug in everything you'd like. Uh. Well, we're um recording with Karen's and maybe february or march um the um compilation album looks like it's going to be ordered like all the vinyl and like all that stuff it looks like it's going to be ordered around um around maybe um 
you know, January maybe. Uh, so next month. So like maybe mid of next month. I do all of it just by myself, and you know, so I don't. I'll make too much money, and uh, but um, and then Crocodile. I think we're recording mid twenty twenty two, maybe. Same with Fix Me's. So those records will be out within the next fifty years for sure. Within the next fifty years, yeah. Within oh. the next fifty years, I'm I'm shooting for I'm shooting for that, for sure. That's my sister there, Aaron. So, so, so I just thought I want to hear music before I buy buy YouTube helps with that. I've never been on Spotify or Bandcamp though, but you're yeah. To- well, Band Bandcamp has uh, you can stream, however many times until like uh, I make the Karen stuff just like free to stream on Bandcamp, free to download and stuff but then i just um i normally don't even charge for my vinyl i normally just give it out to friends and stuff but um that's awful expensive to do that (laughs) it is but um i mean most of the time whenever i do that then people are like oh well let me give you a donation for your gas tank and stuff so i mean yeah uh, as long as long as i'm able to like do touring and make the records and stuff i don't really give a fuck about like a return or anything all right. All right. 